Hi, I'm Heather Knight, and this is the Surviving to Thriving podcast. One in four women will experience severe physical violence by an intimate partner in their lifetime. We're going to discuss the taboo topic of domestic violence and the tools our thrivers have used to succeed in life. We want you to know that you are not alone in this fight. Please keep listening if you or anyone you know has been impacted by domestic violence. Before we get into today's episode, I would like to thank our sponsor, Night Protection Services for making this podcast possible and all the support they provide our cause. Hey guys, how's everybody doing today? Today we will be doing a solo podcast, so no interviews, just me, you, and the mic. And today I wanted to talk about the indicators of a an abusive relationship, whether that's someone that you are looking at and it's somebody that you know that you think may be in an abusive relationship, or whether you're evaluating your own relationship and looking for indicators as you either start a new relationship or are building one. Whether it's your own relationship or another relationship that you may think is an abusive relationship. So let's get into your own relationship. Things that when you're first starting out and you're first dating somebody, things that you may want to look for. A lot of times an abuser is very controlling. They're going to control everything and anything, whether it's, you know, the minuscule things where you go on a date, where you go and grocery shop or where you guys meet for coffee. Everything will be something that they choose. You'll never have the option to decide where you want to eat. As you get in further into the relationship, it may come in forms of they're always telling you that you can't do anything right, that everything you do is either bad or you didn't you made a mistake somewhere and they're constantly pointing that out on top of that is extreme jealousy whether it's when you're at work and a coworker's talking to you whether it's of the opposite sex or even the same sex sometimes they will be extremely jealous of the amount of time that you're spending at work um, they will be jealous of your friends and family so people that you have known way before you started dating this person now all of a sudden is a problem and they will try to again control who you see when you see them how you see them and everything like that um, it's to alienate you from your friends and family to get you isolated and alone so that when the abuse the physical abuse does start that you don't have anybody to turn to or they want you to feel like you don't have anybody to turn to. Beginning parts will be that they will insult you or demean you or shame you or keep you in a low self-esteem state. There's not going to be really anything that they do to try to bring you up until you're in the actual physical abuse state and then you'll get into what's called the abuse cycle which is where the abuse happens all of the insults happen the shaming happens and all this stuff happens and then you have an, a physical assault and then there's the apology and the honeymoon phase and where you think everything's going to be better and then it's all better until it's not again um, and that's the cycle of violence that we'll talk about a lot and coming episodes and, and in past episodes and whatnot, because it's such a prevalent thing in domestic violence relationships. They will also, again, control. Control is such a huge thing. An abuser wants control, wants power over you, wants everything. That's why when you start to 
not fight back, but stand your ground and say that you're going to leave. That's why they may get, you know, angry or sad even and try to play the victim role because they are losing control over you. They're losing their power. Um, and so a lot of these you'll see will revolve around control. So another thing that you will look for is they'll start to control your money. They will hide cash from you, hide credit cards from you, puts you on an allowance and makes you explain every dollar that you spend. They'll keep you from working any job that you want. They'll be very strict on this is the job that you will work. And a lot of times it'll coincide with working from home or in a place where not a lot of people will see you. They'll just keep you from doing whatever job that you wanted to. They may steal money from your friends or you um, and eventually they just won't even let you have money for basic needs like food, clothing. They will go and buy that for you and keep you on a strict diet, strict budget, strict everything. Back to the keeping you from family and friends. They'll, you know, always be texting you. Where are you? Who are you with? What time are you getting back? And they'll be constantly berating you and questioning you when you are out with friends until it's just not even worth going out anymore, right? So then you don't even want to go see your friends because you know what's going to ensue. On top of that, if they are coming out with you, with your friends, they may embarrass you uh, and so then that even more makes you not want to go out with people or anything like that and so all of these things are happening you know they will threaten violence they will break things close to you or during arguments sometimes sentimental possessions um, they may physically restrain you during an argument they may not hurt you or actually physically assault you but they will restrain you and restrain your movements a lot of verbal abuse you know they're they're very they can be hypersensitive so if you say something back they get insulted or they you know make you the assailant and you know make themselves the victim and they are blaming other people for the way that they're acting and the way that they feel and these are a lot of like the prior to a physical assault. These are some things that'll happen prior to when the first attack happens. It all is just very controlling and very manipulative and very power hungry. And they will be possessive and extremely jealous. And so if you ever see those signs in any way or form, you're definitely going to want to seek help possibly getting to marriage counseling or uh, relationship counseling or just leaving the relationship in general. Sometimes the abusers cannot be helped. You know, sometimes that, that's just the way that they're going to be and they're not going to change. And a lot of us want to change people. That's why we get into relationships is, oh, I think I can change this person. And many times you can't. And then, of course, once you get into the physical abuse, those are very prominent signs and warnings. You know, if they're hitting you, punch, punching you, kicking you, choking you, slapping you, using weapons or threatening to use weapons, controlling what you eat, you know, that takes a physical toll on you. And so that can be a form of physical abuse. Maybe they force you to use drugs and alcohol or they uh, force you to get pregnant and that way that they have those children to keep you in this situation and keep you from leaving them. And then they may stop you from getting medical treatment or calling the police. 
So these are all warning signs or acts that are committed during a violent relationship. And these are for people that are, is in your own relationship. It's in your own type of relationship. And then I also want to get into what it would be like for somebody looking in. So if you think that your friend may be get, being abused or your sister or somebody that you know, these are things to look out for in those types of situations. Um, many times that person will make excuses for their injuries. So, you know, oh, I fell down the stairs or I walked into the wall are very common ones because people can't make up stories and stick to them. It's true in any type of situation. Whenever you lie, there's always something that you have to remember and your brain can't remember what's not true. And so you're constantly filling in those gaps with things that were not the same as the previous time you told the story. And so many times they stick to the very simple, I fell down the stairs, I walked into the wall, or something to that effect. Um, you also see personality changes. So somebody who was very confident and always, you know, lit up a room whenever they walked in, their smile will start to, to fade. They'll have low self-esteem. They won't want to be around people anymore. Or what you'll feel like, they won't want to be around people anymore, which in reality, it's probably their abuser controlling who and when and how they see somebody. And it just comes across as them not wanting to interact with people anymore. In the beginning stages, if they're constantly checking in with their partner while you guys are out doing things. They're constantly on the phone telling them, oh, this is where we are. This is where we're going. This is who I'm with. You know, in at 323, we'll be going to this next spot. Um, if they are constantly texting or calling their partner to tell them where they are, that can be a huge red flag and a huge sign that abuse is starting. Um, it may not be that they are being physically abused at that point, but it will show that they are on the path to being in a, an abusive relationship. The other thing would be never having any money on hand. So again, this control of everything about their life, they will control how much money they spend. So if they know that they're going out with friends and they don't want them to spend money to get food, drinks, clothing, whatever, they will take their money away from them. And therefore, when your friend comes out, to hang out with you, they won't have any money on them. They may skip school or work or social outings for no clear reason. Um, and you know, some I know we all are not social butterflies by any means. And this is just you know, if your friend is constantly, you know, is always out and hanging out with you, and they've never missed work or school or anything like that, and then all of a sudden they start uh, making up excuses as to why they don't want to come out or don't want to be there or if the reason just doesn't make sense there there's also that because i know that i half the time don't want to go out with my friends when they ask me to go out but i'm just a homebody i love sitting on the couch watching netflix so there is a fine balance on that particular sign warning sign because there are a lot of people who are introverts and just don't like being out in that social outing um or are you know switching their their daily routine up and they, you know, trying to get away from the bar scene or, or anything like that. So there's definitely good reasons to be skipping out on social outings, but just make sure that the reason makes sense and that you're just checking in on your friend. The other thing, and this is the, one of the biggest ones, and this is when you know that physical abuse has started, 
um, is when they start wearing clothes that don't fit the season. So they're wearing long sleeve shirts in the summer. I don't know anybody who likes to wear long sleeve shirts in the summer, especially down here in Georgia. And a lot of times they're doing that to cover up the bruises and make it so that they don't have to explain anything that's going on. Um, they'll wear sunglasses constantly um, to cover up black eyes. I know everybody thinks that's so cliche, but where do cl cliches come from, right? Is because they've happened in life. And those are the, the things that people will do to cover up what's happening because it is such a taboo thing. Nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to say, oh yeah, my partner is abusing me, but I, I'm not going to get out, right? Because then you'll, you're judged for not wanting to leave and you're judged for not having any reason to, to not stay or anything like that. So many people are very quiet and secluded about things that are going on in their lives. If you think that this is possibly something that you are enduring, make sure that you have an emergency escape plan and, some, and have something and someone and somewhere that you can go and, and be somewhere safe uh, because there, there will come a time where you are done with the abuse or your friend is done with the abuse and they will leave. It, there just needs to be a, a, a plan in place because it's terrifying to leave. When you leave, you don't have anything. You don't have um, money. You don't have clothes. You don't have place to go. You don't have any of this, this stuff. You may not have a phone. So our emergency plan and what we think would be great to just start would be if you have your own car, which again, with the controlling, a lot of people won't have their own car. But if you have your own car, have a set of car keys that you've hidden away somewhere and pack your bag with those keys, clothes, important papers, maybe some money and medicine, and then keep it at a friend's house and keep it with somebody that you trust so that when you leave you don't have to pack a bag. You don't have to be worried about that. You can just leave um, and have a plan for calling the police. Maybe develop a code word so your kids, family, friends, coworkers, they know you're in danger. Um, this is a lot of times in the ending phases of getting out of an abusive relationship. This isn't something that, you know, somebody who hasn't maybe gone through the steps to prepare themselves to leave. These are things that if you know you want to leave, you know you want to get out, these are some steps that you can take to get out of those situations. Um, and then know where you're going to go and how you're going to get there. This is one of the biggest things that I think terrifies people before they leave is not knowing this. So when you create this plan, make sure that you can find somebody and have them get you to a place or have them come and get you and figure out how you're going to get there. I promise you that you're not alone. If you went up to a coworker and told him, you know, I'm being abused by my partner and I need somewhere to go, there's going to be somebody that will help you get out. Um, if it's not us, if it's not another nonprofit in your area, there you will have friends and you will have family that will come and, and get you out of that situation. If you're listening and you know of any other signs and warning signs or you've seen things that we didn't list here, please reach out to us on social media um, and comment on this. Uh, leave comments in the comment, sec comment section below and let me know any other um, warning signs that you think are prevalent for other people to know because I think that if we start a conversation, it will be something that we all can 
stop together and be a part of together to end domestic violence. If you or anyone you know has been victimized by domestic violence, please reach out to us for resources and ways our organization can help you. You can find us on social media at 2thrivingatl, T-O, thriving, A-T-L, or online at 2thriving.org.